I had some musical talent. That's one thing. We all have our gifts, the scripture says, and we're all to use them in one body to edify the body, to lift up, to glorify God. But my gifting is not in music. <laughs> but there's some gifted people up here, amen? I'm telling you what, I, it's, it's really impressive to see. They, they work hard, they do a lot of things, and so we thank them for that. Well, today I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about a question that you see up there. Who's in charge? Who's in charge? And there is a choice. I want to start off by just uh, putting a a definition up on the screen that uh, uh, I wanted to just share just so we understand just the concept, even though I'm sure all of you know the definition of this word, but just to be a little more precise. The word control, I mean, knows if you could give us a definition of control, we probably know what it means, but as defined in in one source, I believe this is Webster's Miriam, I believe, um, to exercise restraining, so control is something that is not just, it's, it's a restraining type verb, really, in this case, or directing influence over. And then the next part of that definition is to have power over. That's the definition of control. Now, having said that, I want to ask a question, and by a show of hands here, and uh, if you'd like to, on our online service, you can raise your hand there as well. How many people believe that God is in control? You can say amen to that's fine. How many people believe that God is in control? Now, I'm not talking about a bumper sticker that we see, or a little you know, a platitude or something. I am asking, truly, even in the middle of the coronavirus, even in the middle of a lot of violence and civil unrest and just, man, craziness, if you look at anything on the news, all of that, all of these circumstances, how many people believe that God is in control? So I think today I'm preaching to the choir, as they say, and and that's okay. But I think there's many times, even as Christ followers, I know that there are, because it happens to me, that we cannot see the forest of God's sovereignty because of the trees of life's circumstances. We can't, we, we, we can't really get to it because there's too many other things that clutter the view. And, and because of all of these things around us that cause stress and uncertainty and uh, even fear, really, things that threaten our uh, our security, safety, maybe even threaten our life. This coronavirus is one of those things that can potentially threaten your life. Because of all of these things that are around us, I think it can be difficult for some, and I think it's nearly impossible for others to see the power of God over it all. I think there are some that have trouble submitting to God's authority and trusting His sovereignty. And I'll tell you the reason why, and I'll speak for myself. Maybe you would share in that view as well. Because it's not always easy to do that. It's not always easy to trust in His sovereignty. It's not always easy to trust in His authority. It's not necessarily easy to do. Now, Psalm 46.10 says this. This is God's Word translation. There are a lot of translations of the Bible. This is one I read Many of these, just as I was studying and preparing for this, I just love this, the way this reads. Psalm 46.10, it 
6.10. Let go of your concerns. Let go of your concerns. Then you will know I am God. I rule the nations. I rule the earth. Now, many of you are familiar with that passage because it says, Be still and know that I am God. Okay? Well, part of being still sometimes is not just about being still before the Lord and getting into a quiet time and all that's well and good and that's true. And we need to do that. But have you ever said to a child, be still. Sit still. Be still. Sometimes you just, it, it's, it's, it's a place where you've just got to stop looking at all the things and trying to react to everything. And as this translation says, let go of your concerns. Then you will know, I am God. Now, some people have asked me, even recently actually, where in the scriptures that talk about where God is in control. And actually, there's no place in the scripture that you will find where those words are actually used, where it says God is in control. But there are many places where you will find words that will easily lead you to the conclusion that God is in control. Some of those words are authority. Power, dominion, supremacy, sufficiency. All of those words are words. There are many more I could give you and show you where all of those scriptures are. I won't today. But I'll share with you this one. Colossians 1, 16 and 17 says this. This is the English Standard Version. For by him all things were created. In heaven and on earth. Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. That means he was here, God was here, before the creation of the universe. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. It's one of my favorite passages of Scripture, because if you look at that and if you believe that the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit and God breathed, that tells you God is in control. God is in control of the universe, control of the heavens and the earth. So if we agree, if we can agree then now that I've tried to set that for you, that if we agree that God, due to his authority and dominion, his supremacy, his sufficiency in all things, if we can agree then that he is in control of everything in the heavens and the earth, below the earth, all the universe, if we can agree on that point today, the real question is this. Have we given him control of our life? And the crowd went silently, just as I expected. So I do want you to know today I'm not trying to preach something to you that necessarily is going to make you feel good. I hope it does. But it is something that I believe God has for this body at this time today. I really do believe that. Have we given him control of our lives? All of us, everyone here, are being controlled by something. Whatever it might be is a question, but we're all being controlled by something. It may be what others think of us. It may be what others expect of us. Maybe a 
is what we think of ourselves and what we expect of ourselves. It's possible that that we could be controlled by a substance. We could be, uh, this is no, I'm not trying to be critical or judgmental. Not at all. I'm just saying we could be controlled by uh, addiction to smoking cigarettes. We could have a, a struggle with alcohol. We could, uh, we might be, uh, we might be controlled by uh, consumption of illegal drugs. We could be controlled by the consumption of legal drugs. In fact, it could be that we're controlled by a bad habit. Whatever that might be. It could be the, the language we use or a lot of things, but that, that's something that could control us. We could even be controlled by what many think is a good habit. Like exercise is an example. Something that I wish that was a habit that controlled me a little bit more. <laughs> I'd like to do a little more exercise, okay? But there's sometimes I read about somebody, believe it or not, that died from overtraining. Now, you can also be controlled by overeating. People die from overeating. People die from undereating. You could be controlled by food. But if it's exercise, as an example, that would be what most people, well, that's a good habit that you exercise all the time. Not if you let it control you. Not if you take it to extreme. Not if you put it in as more important than other things in your life. So perhaps you're being controlled by guilt. Maybe you're controlled by shame of something that's happened in your past. Maybe that's what might be controlling you or exercising control over you. Maybe this, and this is something that is very, very common. Maybe you're being controlled by an offense. Somebody's offended you. You've offended somebody else and know that you did and hadn't done anything. Maybe that's what it is. That also can be something that then controls you that becomes bitterness and anger and rage. There's a lot of things that can come off of that, but in all of these things I'm talking about is are things that can control you, and regardless of what it is, all of these things, and there are many others I could add, I'm just trying to give you some context here. Regardless of what it is, we are all controlled by something every day. So the question is, is it God that's controlling our thoughts, desires, plans, actions? Or is it our human nature, or even possibly our sinful nature. Is that what's controlling us? Is it what we want to have happen, or is it what we want God to have happen in our life? That's a question, and it is an important question for each and every one of us, including me, by the way. I'm not, this is when I say us, I mean it. And I will say this, only submission to His authority to the authority of Jesus Christ in our life, only by that will free us from the bondage of all of these other things that I mentioned and others that can control us. Only that way. That's the only way that it can be. And again, just talking about, I want to share with you another passage of Scripture here, just about uh, who God is and, 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 and that He is, all that He is in this world. Acts 17, verse 24 to 26 says this. This is the NIV says this, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and doesn't live in temples built by human hands. He is not served by human hands and it, as if he needed anything. See, the God we serve, the one true God, he doesn't need anything. He, he has it all. From one 
keeps changing. What is it now about? Seven and a half billion? Eight billion? Is that right? Eight billion people? It all started with one man. <laughs> Where it all came from. God breathed life into that man. And then the father of nations, of course, was Abraham. But God breathed life into Adam. He created, he, he gave life and, and breath which has now become all of these things. And that's what this is saying. From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. The New Living Translation says, he decided, that means God decided beforehand when they should rise and fall and determine their boundaries. So you know what that means? That means Caesar Augustus, that was God's plan of his reign and his time. Go on through history, Napoleon. It doesn't matter who it is. President Trump, President Xi in China, Vladimir Putin. It doesn't matter. Put any name to it. He marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their land. You see, it is a fact. So I'm going to say it very directly now. It is a fact that God is in control of the universe and all that dwells in it. All of it. But, again, it gets back to this thing that is just really on my heart. But is he in control of our lives? Is he in control of our lives? And so, here's the, here, here's the real point. There is a decision to make. When we get up every morning, let us say it could be in the morning, it could be any time, it could be multiple times during the day. When we get up every morning, we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make. Today, who is going to be in control? Now, you're making that choice whether you think you are or not, whether you officially are doing it intentionally or not. My encouragement to you today is to make that choice intentionally. But you're making that decision every day. Is today going to be the day that God is in control? Or is it going to be me? Now, we need to think about that in the context of everything I've tried to lay out here about who God is and how powerful he is. Think about that for a minute. Who would you want to be in control? You? <laughs> or me? <laughs> or him? Him? Okay. Well, let me tell you, who thinks that's easy to do? You see, I think it is very difficult for even the most seasoned Christ follower, the most mature believer, I think what I've just asked you is a very difficult thing to do. I know that it is because I would consider myself in that category now, and it's difficult to make that choice. It's a battle because there are things in our lives, things in my life that I want to control. Yeah, I, I want to do that. My natural tendency, our natural tendency, is to march to the beat of our own drummer. It's to write the rules of the game and referee the game. That's what our natural tendency is. And, and I will be honest with you, I've done it that way most of my life. I've done that most of my life. I can control this better than anything else. I know what's best for me. I know how to get done what I want to get done. I know how to accomplish that. Now, remember I said most of my life. But it's still a battle. It's still a battle, and I have to, and I believe you do too, I have to make a decision every day, each day, who is
So all this, you know, the, the, the unrest and particularly the coronavirus and all this, I've talked to a lot of people. And as I've spoken to them, one of the things I just says is, how are you doing? How are things? How's it going? And I have heard more in the last few weeks this answer more than I have ever heard it in the past, and that is, I'm stressed. Now, maybe some version of that, man, all of this stuff is just like it's adding a lot of stress to my life. Man, it's this, it's just, it's, these things are stressing me out. And I can attest to that because the things that Christina and I have had to go through have been very stressful. Would you say, honey? Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> we have a business that we have. I mean, it, it's, it's been stressful. And there's a lot of things that can put stress on our life, but this particular time, I think it's been more, I've heard that answer more, that, man, it's just been, there's a lot of stress, just a lot of stress. So here's the thing. I want to say this very clearly today. To be encouraged if you are one of those people that are feeling some stress because of what's happening with the virus or other things or just stuff in your life that you're stressed out about. The greatest stress reliever that you can ever find in your life is to let God be God. Let Him do it. You have to do it by getting out of His way. And that choice is made every day. Let me say, as you make this decision as to who is in control every day, I think one of the things you need to do is get up and say, okay, who am I going to let control the decisions I make today? The choices I make, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to live, what today am I going to do? I think you need to get up and intentionally make that decision each day. Now, when you do, you can pray something like this. It could be any version of this that you would like. doesn't take long. Just this. Pray this. God, please take control of my life today. Do it humbly. Do it sincerely, but believing by faith that he can can deliver that into your life, take control of my life today. You are able to control the things in my life and in the world that are out of control. You have the ability to control what's out of control. And I am going to trust you in all things today and prove it to you by living out a life following you today and every day. Amen. Pray that. I'm making a decision today, and I'm asking you to help me today, and I'm asking you to take control today. I'm going to trust you today, and I'm going to prove it to you by living a life, and at the end of the day, sign my name to that and say, today was a good day in the Lord. Today, I did what I was supposed to do. And then tomorrow and the next day and the next day, you get up and you make that decision. This is the way to do it. Look again, Psalms 46.10. Let go of your concerns. Let go of your concerns. Then you will know that I am God. So I don't know what you are going to go through or that I'm going to go through next week, this upcoming week. I don't know that. But here is what I do know. This is not something I know. I know what God wants us to do. What God wants us to do is to know, not think, these things and more. But I'm going to tell you a few. Know that you can trust Him. Know that you can trust Him. Know that you are loved by Him unconditionally. 
ultimate answer. You know that. Release the control that you hold on to. Release that control and know that God is in control. And look, the other thing is that you, it's not like just knowing that he's in control, but we have to allow him to be in control. We have to allow him to do that. Loosen your grip a little bit. Don't hold on so tightly to these things you want to work out the way you want to. Loosen your grip a little bit. Psalm 99, one and two, 99 verse 1 and 2 says this. This is the message. Paraphrase here. You can read this in any translation. It comes out the same. <laughs> but this is this is just a neat way that it came, that it was a, that, that this that this was put. Psalm ninety nine one and two. God rules on your toes, everybody. He rules from his angel throne. Take notice. God looms majestic in Zion. He towers in splendor over all the big names. So let me tell you. I don't care if it's entertainment, pop culture, politics, world leaders. I'm here to say to you today, he towers in splendor over all of them because he reigns and he rules. Hallelujah. So when we wind up in circumstances, folks, that are out of control, what many of us are inclined to do, me included, is to try to exert more control over the situation. That's, that's just the way that it is. And so the others, they'll, the others will just also throw in the towel. They'll give up. They'll quit. They'll say, eh, that's it for me. I'm out. And neither of these work. Neither of those strategies work. They will not work. You can't play the victim card. You can't say, oh, woe is me. Woe is me. You can't throw a pity party and send yourself the first invitation. You can't do it. And the other thing you can't do is you can't try to exert more control over the situation. Neither of those will work. And here's the thing. If you are in conflict or in the way of God's plan for your life, there will be stress in your life. If you're in conflict or getting in the way of God, if you're walking down the path of life and you keep setting up roadblocks between you and God, there's going to be stress. There's going to be. You're going to create it. So don't try to control the things you can't control. And don't try to control the things that only God can. I'll give you a couple of them. Don't try to control your past. It's over. You can't control your past. And guess what? You might not, some of you may not believe this, you can't control your future. You can plan for your future. You can do some responsible things for your future, maybe save some money and do some other Great. But you can't control it. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't. You can't control you have to. You have to come to grips with this. Here's something. Well, this is going to be popular. Okay. For all of you men and all of you husbands, and for all of you that are listening, you can't control your wives. Oh, no, I'm not done. Give me a minute. The converse of that is also true. Wives, 
changed it at some point to God. I'm sure some people now would like to get rid of the God part altogether. <laughs> but it is a prayer. And, and it's great. That's wonderful. But th- does anybody know, probably some of you do, if you do, just, not just be interested, does anybody know the rest of that prayer? Does anybody even know that there is an additional part to that prayer? You probably all almost heard that at one point or another somewhere. There's another whole part to that. Let me tell you what it is. Here it is. Choose. 
Enjoying living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. There are some things that are going to happen that aren't going to go our way in this life, folks. There's some times that we're going to struggle. There's some times that we're even maybe going to suffer. But here's the thing. If we submit our will to His will, if we surrender what needs to be surrendered, we will come through those things without exception, victorious in and through Jesus Christ. That's the truth. So living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, the prayer says. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting you, God, trusting that you will make all things right if, if I surrender to your will. So that the prayer goes home. So that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you in the next one. That is the choice we've got to make. That's where the power is. That's where the power is. There's power when you surrender to God. The very things that you've been trying to wrestle control away from Him. When you surrender it to Him. So you hear all of this today and you think about all this and you're like, so the question would be, well, then all of this makes sense. Why would I not let God take control? Why wouldn't I do that? Boy, that's a, that's a question for the ages. It's complex. And here's the thing I want to just close with. Freedom comes when you choose what is going to control you. You want freedom in your life? You want release from all of these things? Make a decision that today I'm going to choose what's going to control me. Because something will, and you need to choose what it will be. When you choose Jesus Christ to be in control of your life, when you are mastered by the master, when when, when he's in control of everything, you can master everything else. All the other things will come to you when you choose Jesus Christ. And this is something I really want you to, to, to hear. Here, this just this last part. If God is not number one in your life today, if he is not number one in your life today, something else is. Something else is. You want to know how to make your marriage better? Put Christ first in your life. Husbands and wives, you want to know how to kick all the bad habits you've got? Make Him number one in your life. Choose Him today. Choose Him today. Put Him in the place where He rightfully belongs as Lord of your life and not just Savior. Surrender your will to His. He will lead you from death to life. He's already given us that pathway. He's not number one, something else is. And whatever that other thing is, it will control you to some extent. And usually to a negative effect. And the reason is, is because if he's not number one, 
That's the message of the gospel. But Jesus has done that. But boy, we've got to get out of our own way. And listen, the last, I'm going to share this last verse with you. Romans 6, 12 and 13 says this. Do not let sin control the way you live. That's any sin. Big, little, major things. Big sin is sin, but there are some things that are more significant. Some people tend to sweep under the rug the things that might seem like they're not so then just say that. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Some translations say the sinful nature of what is around you in the world. Don't give in to that. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely. Say completely. Completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. So my encouragement to you today, my challenge to you today, to you and your family, to me, is to make a decision every morning that God is going to control this day. I'm going to give myself to Him today. And I'm going to live for Him today. And I'm going to ask him to take control of all of these things today. And I don't need to worry about tomorrow. Jesus said that. Tomorrow there will be enough trouble on its own. Why are you worried and being anxious about that? Don't worry about tomorrow. Get up the next day and you say the same thing and you start all over again. And you put on the full armor of God and you go out there with the idea that I'm going to be victorious because Jesus Christ is the answer to everything that I'm going to face today. I'm asking you today, I'm asking you today to think about this and to take this to heart and to make that choice to let God, He is in control, this is true, but is He in control of your life today? And if you do that, I promise you, I guarantee you that your life, that the life that you live, you will look back and say, praise God that I've made those decisions every day to let him be in control of those things that are out of control. So I thank you for the opportunity to speak to you today. And I'm just going to ask if everybody would just stand and close your eyes with me in prayer for just a moment.